Hello listeners and welcome back to Cobb's Corner. I am your host Morgan Cobbs. In this episode we will be reviewing one of my all-time favorite Marvel movies, Guardians of the Galaxy. In this film we will be introduced to Chris Pratt as Peter Quill slash Star-Lord, uh, Zoe Saldana as Gamora, Dave Bautista as Drax the Destroyer, Vin Diesel as Groot, and Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon. As they all have to team up against Lee Pace's Ronin the Accuser in his quest to destroy an entire planet using an Infinity Stone. You won't want to miss this one. Stay tuned. The film opens in the year 1988 as a young Peter Quill is listening to the awesome mix uh, mixtape that his mother had, his mother Meredith Quill, who we'll meet in a minute, had put together for him on a 1980s cassette tape Walkman. And basically, young Peter, he has to witness his mother Meredith Quill, play, played by Laura Haddock. She dies of brain cancer, and Quill is then abducted by a group of alien pirates who call themselves the Ravagers. And we then fast forward 26 years to the year 2014 on the planet Morag, where we see an adult Peter Quill, uh, played by Chris Pratt, locate an orb on, the, on this planet, Morag, in an opening sequence that mirrors Steven Spielberg's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Quill is then approached by Sakaran soldiers who are also looking for the orb. Quill then mentions that they might know him as Star-Lord, which was his mother's nickname for him as a child, unbeknownst to pretty much everyone, including the Sakaran soldiers. They've never heard of this Star-Lord person, and nobody throughout the film, like nobody actually refers to him as Star-Lord except for himself. Uh, the Sakarans mention that they are working for someone named Ronin, who is a Kree zealot and fanatic, a uh, member of the you know Kree... Kree uh, civilization, or Kree Empire, who will not stop at who will stop at nothing to get his revenge on the Nova Empire, which was the main rival to the Kree. I'll explain more on that in, in just a minute. A battle ensues, and Quill escapes from Morag with the orb and heads for the planet Xandar, which is the capital of the Nova Empire and the home of the Nova Corps, Marvel's intergalactic police force. We then cut to the Dark Aster, a Kree warship owned by Ronin. We are introduced to Ronin as he bathes in the blood of his enemies and even kills a captured Nova Corps pilot, uh, despite a peace treaty being signed between the Nova Corps and the Kree. Uh, for those who do not know, the Kree Empire is an alien race in the MCU and Marvel Comics that went through generations of war and conquest, mainly with the Nova Empire uh, and the Skrulls, who we have not met yet, but will show up in a future film. And we see Ronan as he is fully dressed in his Accuser outfit, along with uh, Gamora and Nebula, played by Karen. Uh, Gamora, played by Zoe Saldana, and Nebula, played by Karen Gillan, two daughters of the Mad Titan, Thanos. Thanos was the cosmic being we saw in the post credit scene of The Avengers. I had said in that review I was not going to reveal his name, so that, that, that was Thanos. 
Uh, Ronan sends Gamora to Xandar to retrieve the orb from Peter Quill before he sells it to his third-party buyer on Xandar. And on Xandar, we are introduced to Rocket Raccoon and and Groot, who's pretty much Raccoon's house pet, you know, giant talking tree, who only says the three words, I am Groot, in that order. Uh, after hearing about Ronan, Quill's buyer backs out of the deal, and outside the shop, Quill is stopped by Gamora as she attempts to steal the orb from him. A battle ensues, and even Rocket and Groot get involved after realizing how much the orb is worth. The four of them are apprehended by the Nova Corps and sent to the Kiln, a Nova Corps prison. While in the prison, most of the inmates, including Drax the Destroyer, who we'll meet in a minute, uh, know who Gamora is, given that her father, Thanos, has massacred many planets, including Drax's home planet. After a brief altercation, well, and also including Gamora's home, home uh, planet, we actually see that massacre in a future film. After a brief altercation with one of the inmates, Rocket explains that the four of them are a group, and if any inmate messes with any of them, including Gamora, they will have to answer to all four of them. We cut to the Sanctuary, a planetoid location in a very distant part of the universe, ruled by the Mad Titan Thanos. Ronan comes to the Sanctuary and complains that Thanos played... That Thanos, who was played by Josh Brolin in this film and all the future films, he was not played by Josh Brolin in that post credit scene... And for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the actor who initially played him in that in that small uh, post-credit scene. Anyway, uh, Ronan complains that that um, Thanos' daughter Gamora was unable to retrieve the orb and even got detained at the kiln. Uh, Thanos turns around and says that if Ronan shows up without the orb again, he will bathe the stallways in his blood, uh, which is a really you know low low blow for, for, for Thanos uh, to take at Ronan considering the fact that Ren, that Ronan bathes in the blood of it bathes in the blood of, of his enemy so Thanos saying like fail me again and I will bathe the stallways in your blood Ronan and Nebula then head to the kiln meanwhile Gamora is captured by a few of the other inmates as they attempt to kill her the inmates are stopped by Drax as he says since Gamora was working for Ronan and Ronan is responsible for the deaths of Drax's wife and daughter he should be the one who gets to kill her. Quill stops Drax from killing Gamora, and she reveals her plan to sell the orb to a third party. The next morning, Rocket explains his plan to escape from the Kiln prison, as this is not the first prison that he's escaped from. He's actually escaped from quite a few. His plan is accelerated as Groot removes the control panel from the wall before Rocket told him, before Rocket told him to, and the team ends up having to improvise in order to escape. With the help of Drax, they take over the control room and escape from prison in Peter Quill's ship, the Milano, not before Quill goes back to the impound and gets his Walkman back from one of the guards. The team then travels to meet up with Gamora's buyer. They travel to a place called Nowhere, spelled K-N-O-W-H-E-R-E, which is a mining colony inside the separate head of an ancient celestial being. They meet with the Collector, played by Benicio Del Toro, who we last saw in the mid credit scene of Thor The Dark World. In the Collector's vault, we see Cosmo, the Soviet uh, space dog, a telepathic dog from Marvel Comics, along with a Chitauri soldier from the Battle of New York, and a Dark Elf from the Convergence. The Collector opens the orb and is revealed to be an Infinity Stone. 
It's explained that before the Big Bang, there were six singularities, each of which controlled an aspect of existence. The Big Bang, you know, the creation of the universe, uh, forced each of these entities into their own concentrated ingots or stones. Only beings of immense power are able to wield any one of the stones. We see the celestial known as Isan the Searcher wield the power stone in a flashback sequence. Once a group of beings attempted to collectively contain the power of an infinity stone, but they but then they all perished. The stone that they that they have is called the power stone. And after this explanation, the collector's assistant decides that she is tired of being his slave and she grabs the stone, killing herself and blowing up the collector's collection shop. Meanwhile, Drax has contacted Ronin through a radio station on Nowhere. This brings Ronin, along with Nebula and his entire Sakaran army, to Nowhere as they battle our group of heroes in search of the Power Stone slash Orb. And it's actually a really kind of kind of funny shot where it's like we see Drax and it's just him framed and it's got like the entire like battalion of ships. <laughs> like you just see like one guy you just see Drax and his two swords and he's just staring at Ronan and his, and his army <laughs> uh, so Drax is thrown into a vat full of celestial spinal fluid while the space battle commences and Ronan retrieves the orb during the battle Gamora's ship is shot by her sister Nebula and she survives while being suspended in space without any oxygen Quill radios the Ravager leader Yondu and gives him his coordinates while he flies out to Gamora and saves her life with his Kree helmet technology. The two of them are then retrieved by Yandu and the Ravagers. Back on the Dark Aster, Ronin now has the orb and betrays Thanos by removing the Power Stone from the orb and planning to use it to destroy Xandar himself instead of turning it over to Thanos as he previously promised. Gamora and Peter are taken in by the Ravagers after some banter between Peter and Yandu about the Ravager code and how Yandu saved his life when he abducted Peter from Earth way back in 1988. Since most of his crew wanted to eat Peter, it's like, they ain't never tasted no Terran before. Terrans are, you know, humans or Earthlings. It's like, they ain't never tasted no Terran before. You know, these, these, these folks wanted to eat you. So, <laughs> Michael Rooker was definitely born to play the role of uh, Yondu. It's a very, very uh, funny character. They are then attacked by, by the Milano, which is now being piloted by Drax, Rocket, and Groot. And it's real that they are all on the same team. After a motivational speech from Peter, the Ravagers, along with our team of heroes, are given a rundown on the Power Stone, Ronin, and the plan to stop him from succeeding in his quest for vengeance. Everyone suits up and heads for Xandar. Our team makes it into the Dark Aster ship as they fight off Sakarans and are approached by Ronin. The Ravagers, along with the help of the Nova Corps, handle the fighting between the battleships outside the Dark Aster. They can't let Ronan reach the ground. Gamora and Nebula end up fighting as Nebula is still on Ronan's side. After getting her robotic hand stuck on part of the ship, she cuts off her hand and falls into a Sakaran ship outside the Dark Aster. Kevin Feige's Phase 2 nod to, em to Empire Strikes Back, where in each Phase 2 film, one character loses a hand slash arm. Uh, meanwhile, on the ground, Yondu takes down a squadron of Sakarans, with his Yaka arrow that he controls with his whistling. Meanwhile, the Dark Aster is headed for the ground, and Groot covers the team with his branches, sacrificing himself to save the team. His final words are, We are Groot. 
the ship crashes, and our heroes, with the exception of Groot, survive. Ronan appears with the Power Stone in, in his staff, and he says, Behold, your guardians of the galaxy. As he is about to use the stone, he is distracted by Quill. Quill is singing along to his ship's tape deck as it plays um, Ooh Child by Five Stars. Star steps as he challenges Ronan to a dance off, and Ronan asks, "What is he doing?" Quill responds, "I'm distracting you." As it turns out, Quill was simply stalling while Rocket and Drax were building a missile launcher from scraps. They fire the missile launcher at the staff, freeing the Power Stone, and Quill gets it just before Ronan is able to grab it. It seems like Quill is dying. Before that, he is holding an. Uh, being that he is holding an Infinity Stone, the most powerful object, one of the most powerful objects in the universe, Gamora, Drax, and Rocket end up latching onto Quill in order to share the power of the Infinity Stones amongst each other. The four of them are able to defeat Ronin with the Power Stone and contain it inside of a small capsule. Yandu's initial deal with Peter was that he got the stone after the job was done. Unbeknownst to Yandu, Quill gives him a capsule with a troll doll instead of the Power Stone, which went to the Nova Corps. The four of them are rescued by the Nova Corps, and it's revealed that Quill is half-celestial, and that's how he was able to survive holding the Power Stone. Everyone's criminal records are wiped clean, and the team flies out of the Nova Corps headquarters to Jackson 5's I Want You Back on the Milano. The film credits roll F. After the reminder, Guardians of the Galaxy will return, flashes across the screen. Uh, we do see a small, I guess, I guess baby Groot starts to kind of, starts to kind of dance. You know, that like Rocket was able to save like one or two twigs from Groot. And then we see a new Groot start to grow. And, you know, at the end of the film, we see baby Groot just dancing to Jackson 5's I Want You Back, which is an actual dance that director James Gunn, who directed this film? Like he actually did the the baby group dance in in uh, mo- in, in motion capture, and <laughs> he's dancing as like as Drax is like turned around cleaning his knife, and but then when Drax you know looks at baby group, then he stops dancing, and then Drax turns around. Okay, and we're back to baby group dancing, and then Drax looks and stop. <laughs> so yeah, uh, there's only one post credit scene which features Howard the Duck, a creation from Marvel Comics. At the collector's shop on Nowhere, we just see that kind of the collector, like his entire collection is just gone. His entire shop is blown up. And then all of a sudden, you know, Cosmo comes over and like licks his face. And then we see Howard the Duck. Then we, we see Howard the Duck. He's sitting there like sipping on a mojito or something. He's like, why do you let it lick you like that? Gross. So yeah, post credit scene was just just a fun little, uh, you know, it's a fun little post post credit scene. Doesn't really go where, doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, and that's pretty much it for Guardians of the Galaxy. So this film introduced us to the six Infinity Stones. The Infinity Stones and Thanos' quest for the Six Infinity Stones are the reason that this saga is called the Infinity Saga. The film also introduced us to Guardians of the Galaxy, 
who will be key players in the MCU going forward. Uh, again, with this film, we see that the superhero genre is not really a genre unto itself, that like a lot of the films in the MCU kind of fall into different subgenres, like Captain America, the first Avenger, is more of a period piece, like it's a 1940s action thriller. And our last film, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, like I... I I had mentioned that it's more of a political thriller. And Guardians of the Galaxy is more of like a sci-fi space opera. You know, about like a ragtag group of group of smugglers and, you know, thieves, crooks and bandits, you know, who team who team up to save the galaxy. And so so yeah, just you know that they're you know, and and all three of these films are super, they're superhero films, but they each have their own, they each bring their own um, sort of style to the table. So, just a you know side note: uh, this film you know, introduced us to the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're key players going forward in the MCU. Soundtrack of this film is called Awesome Mix Volume One, and as I mentioned before, it was a is a mixtape that Peter's mom put together for Peter right before she died, and it included all of her favorite songs that she grew up with. In a way, Meredith Quill is speaking to her son through this soundtrack. That she's kind of the voice in his ear, you know, kind of the you know voice of reason throughout this movie, and you know the strategic placement of the different songs throughout the film. And we even see Awesome Mix Volume Two at the end of this movie, and we're going to actually we're going to actually hear the Awesome Mix Volume Two um, in in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie. As I said before, this is one of my favorite MCU films. Uh, let me know on Instagram and Twitter what you guys thought of this film. Uh, if you like this episode, well, I guess let, let me know in the comments on Instagram and Twitter what you guys thought about Guardians of the Galaxy. Is it S tier, A tier? You know, let me know your thoughts. If you like this episode, be sure to give it a thumbs up, share it, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend. It really helps the helps this podcast grow. Uh, follow me on Instagram at future underscore mechanical underscore engineer. Follow Cobb's Corner on Instagram at Cobb's underscore corner underscore podcast. And on Twitter at Cobb's underscore corner. If you have any suggestions for future films, shows, or film series that you would like me to review uh, once we finish our Infinity Saga review series, which is, we are actually, you know, more, more I want to say we're more than halfway there. You know, we're almost done with Phase 2. You know, with Phase 2, we've only got two films left. We've only got Avengers Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. And then we'll be on to Phase 3, which will be the last phase of the Infinity Saga review series. So, you know, we're nearing the end. So at this point, you guys can let me know what films should I review next. I, I I'm, As of now, I'm kind of... Debating between, like, the Fast and Furious franchise or uh, Star Wars. You know, I mean, you know, maybe when, once once we're done, you know, I'll put a poll. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe, like, put a poll up on my Instagram or on my uh, Twitter. And to see, to see what you guys, what you guys are thinking in terms of, like, which franchise to do next. Or maybe just a smaller film series, like... 
as 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 I'm recording as I'm recording this podcast, like I, I just this particular episode, I just saw Jurassic World Dominion. So, you know, maybe I'll go back and do the Jurassic Park trilogy, or you know, once all three films are available for streaming, the Jurassic World trilogy. But let let but let, let me know in the comments. You know, what what do you guys want to see? And also, feel free to you know a- ask ask me any you know questions in the comments on Instagram and Twitter, whether it's my personal Instagram or the Cops Corner. Instagram, you know, ask me about some of my other interests. Like, you know, I'll probably do like a formal uh, Q and A, you know. But, uh, but you know, I'm currently in college. I'm going for mechanical engineering, and so, so yeah, just feel free to you know, kind of drop me a line, ask me, ask me a question about uh, you know, life, and <laughs> and I'll probably do a Q and A on this on this podcast at at some point. So. Yeah, definitely let me know what you guys are thinking in terms of future uh, content. Yep, and, oh, and, and you can also feel free to just send me a direct message, either via Instagram or via Twitter. Um, yeah, be sure to subscribe to Cops Corner wherever you are listening from, because I drop a new episode every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, and you don't want to miss it. As always, I will talk to all of you in the next episode. Peace.